What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. You made it through another week. Hats off to you. But of course, we got a lot to talk about. We've got Russia warning the U.S. to cease funding operations in Ukraine. Will Smith finally checking into rehab. Brooklyn shooter Frank James finally caught. And today's main topic of conversation is starting all over again, but this time with experience and why starting over could potentially save your life in more ways than one. So you already know what to do. Go ahead and roll one up, pour up a libation, kick back, sit back with your boy Roy. It's gonna be a long one, so I hope you're ready for it because the show starts now. Yo, 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 check this out real quick. First of all, I wanna say thank you so much for tuning in, but I also wanna let you know there's a new way to support. Feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires. Thank you so much. Happy Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. And as per usual, thank you so much for stopping by with your boy, Roy. And of course, you are listening to Back to Center Podcast. I know in the intro, I did say this was going to be a long one. I absolutely fucking lied. This isn't going to be that long at all. I definitely have a lot of these things that I want to talk about in more so of a bulleted format. But however, I want to reserve a lot of this conversation for the main topic as of course. So here we go with the intro as per usual. You already know we like to go over just a quick gloss of the current events in the world going on for today. And, you know, the funny thing is every time I like take a look at the media outlets or, you know, just do some basic research as to what's going on, it always seems like fucking calamity, right? Like it constantly sounds like some shit is just going off. But nevertheless, hopefully we're all moving through life with a positive attitude. But of course, on the other side of the world, we have some issues and, you know, These issues, I think we play a big part in. I I know a lot of people would like to see the U.S. facilitate some aid in a different function, like in a different way, perhaps actually putting boots on the ground. But I don't think that's a good idea, considering that would definitely start World War III. But also, I think we're doing a pretty good job of funding Ukraine through, you know, just weapons manufacturing and sending them whatever kind of arsenal that they need for this war, right? So much so that Russia has finally and formally complained to the United States over its military aid of Ukraine, warning of unpredictable consequences if shipments of advanced weaponry go forward, so says the U.S. media. Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of people want to see the U.S., you know, fulfill its role of being a world defender, like a global defender, a nation protector, however you want to put it. I think that's a dumb idea. And I don't say it's a dumb idea because I don't support Ukraine. I say it's a dumb idea because that's going to involve a lot more people than necessary. Unfortunately, if you ask me personally, the reality of life is that war is a reality. Does it have to be? It doesn't have to be. But if history shows us anything, is that this war function that humans have created and basically have done a lot with, used it as a great tool in order to get to where we are. And hey, you could debate me on that, definitely open to it. But in a weird way, without war, we actually probably wouldn't be where we are right now. So 
I'm not saying I'm for war. I'm not saying I'm for bloodshed. What I'm saying is, in a weird way, this plays a part in human civilization. So I don't see this going away anytime soon. With all that being said, I do think the U.S. should play a position as to where they are supportive of Ukraine, such as they are doing now, but perhaps not sending them that many supplies. I mean, again, I'm not saying this in regards to, oh, I want Ukraine to fail. But what I'm saying is you have a lot of people in America that are currently starving. They're homeless. They're going through a mental health crisis. They have no job. And the list goes on and on and on. So my question is, at what point do we start paying attention to our own people? And I mean everyone, regardless of skin color. And I mean, in this case, if you're on U.S. soil, I think by state of osmosis, even though a lot of politically, quote-unquote, incorrect people would disagree with me here, but through state of osmosis, regardless of your current citizen status, you are here, so you are therefore considered our people, right? In this case, when do we start paying attention to the U.S. as a whole and making it more synchronous within its inner workings, like between states, between religion, between races, ethnicities, I should say, because we're all one race, the human race, although sometimes when I'm on shrooms, I think I'm an alien. But that's besides the point. The point I'm trying to make here is we shouldn't get involved with every single country's problems. And you know what? NATO does play a role in this because they were the catalyst that led to, you know, the acquisition of a lot of these states that Russia wanted to reclaim. So, yeah, NATO plays a role in this as well. We all play a role in this, no matter how you look at it. Even fucking Hunter Biden and his laptop, no matter how you want to look at that. And that's a totally different conversation. But the point is, Russia is starting to get a little upset with the U.S., as if they haven't been already. And um, I think at, at this point, we're getting to a boiling point where the U.S. is going to have to make a firmer or a more definitive, that's a much better way of putting it, a more definitive uh, action, right? So it, I, I think at this point, it's going to end up being go hard or go home. You know, hopefully we all end up going home, including Russia and Ukraine. Because if the option is to go hard, then I predict we have a short shelf life as a human civilization, which kind of sucks because we're all trying to go to Mars, uh, but whatever. In this case, it would make Will Smith's rehab completely useless if we're all going to get blown to hell anyway. Um, speaking of Will Smith, shout out to him, man. I mean, yo, Will Smith has been going through a lot. I don't know if you guys know a lot about his personal life. It's not me to discuss it, but he did talk about a time where his, uh, I believe it was either his father or his stepfather might be incorrect, uh, assaulted his mom. And, you know, it led to a whole traumatic experience. And because of that, he's always felt this chip on his shoulder that he was unable to protect the women in his life. And I, I could almost understand that to a degree. I've never really been in a situation to where I couldn't protect the women in my life. And not to say that I'm some like badass. I just aren't in, I'm not in that situation often where like I have to fight someone because you know, not a lot of people go flying off at the mouth. I mean, a lot of people like to think that in the world we live in, there are a lot of those kind of people. But believe it or not, a lot of issues are really avoidable if you just mind your fucking business or just ignore shit and just keep it moving. Like, for example, if you're on the train and you see crazy people, don't stare at them. Keep your sunglasses on. Stare at your phone. Stare at the fucking floor. Keep your headphones in. 
even if I don't care if your headphones are dead, keep those shits in your ear because odds are if you act like you're not paying attention to your surroundings, you're not going to get pulled into the shit. But anyway, Will Smith has decided to go to rehab for, you know, that traumatic experience and like a plethora of other traumatic experiences, including uh, Jada. But again, as I digress, it's good to see him going to rehab and getting the help he needs. Fellas, there's nothing wrong with getting help. This is coming from someone who has also had therapy as well. I've been through my own, you know, first class pass to a, a can of whoop-ass bars of traumatic experiences. And, you know, I've, I've had therapy. I've, I've had the mental health exercises. And they help. They really do help. It helps you piece yourself back together. Listen, the reality of life is voids never get filled. You know, like, there's no replacing a void with something else because a void is a void. Like, it's just empty. What you can do is supplement what surrounds the void. You may not have that specific thing, but you could emulate other things within your life to help fulfill that or bridge the gap across the void, if that makes any sense. I feel like Dr. Phil right now, fucking on one. But uh, again, (laughs) shout out to uh, Will Smith. I appreciate him for taking the stance. I mean, his apology was absolute shit, but seeing him decide to go ahead and get the help he needs, maybe this wasn't his idea. Maybe, you know, his PR team was like, listen, Will, you got to take your ass to therapy. I mean, listen, we didn't expect you to slap the shit out of Chris Rock, but you did it. And, you know, as a total side note, going off script here as his PR agent, he's got a litany of terrible consequences because of this. So many opportunities have been dropped. So many opportunities are now lost or on pause because of his actions. So again, fellas, stop acting off of emotion, especially my chocolate fellas. Yo, yo, honestly, off script, my my black counterparts, my African-Americans, however politically correct you want to address yourself right now, stop acting off of emotion. That's what gets us in trouble all the time, all the time. I'm, I'm talking about this from the perspective of a male, but also the perspective of a Caribbean American, but also the perspective of the constantly coined black. Even though I cannot stand that terminology, not because I don't feel like I associate with it, with the people, but I don't feel I associate with the word. Again, another conversation for another day. But anyway, speaking from all those perspectives, I'm trying to say this as a PSA for all men, but especially if you are brown, My dude, my dude, stop acting off emotion. It will not pay you anything. It's better to be logical. Yes, emotions are real. Should we feel emotions? Should we be toxically masculine? No, I don't think so. I think we can coherently, responsibly, and intellectually put our emotions on display in a way that's functionable for not only us but society. However, acting off of emotion and incurring violent actions, whether that be in private or public, is not conducive for either you, your situation, or the person you just bitch slapped or shot or X, Y, and Z, however you feel necessary to do this. And, you know, this message also applies to anyone who's not brown, because we're all human at the end of the day. We're all privy to acting erratic, even myself, myself included. Sometimes I have some bad anger issues, but whatever, I'm working on it. We're human. 
So my point here is, you know, stop acting up. Again, shout out to Will. Guys, make sure you get some therapy. And, uh, you know, do, do yourself that favor. Um, because if not, you're going to end up like shooter Frank James. Holy shit, what a story, man. And, you know, this is quite unexpected because I do take the train that Frank, Frank James was on. However, I was not on it that faithful day. So that's good. However, Frank James, Brooklyn subway shooter, decided to shoot five plus people on the subway. Now, there's a story about apparently he has a YouTube channel or he had several YouTube channels, which are, I think at this point, taken down. But they were really talking about a lot of uh, incel heavy topics. Now, let's get one thing clear. When men talk about their frustrations with dating, that is not men trying to be misogynistic. That is not, at least for most men, that is not them claiming that they hate women, nor is it them trying to incite violence towards women. At least from what I could say from my perspective on how I see women, I'm not trying to do none of that shit, <laughs> honestly. If I can keep this R-rated as possible, this is an explicit podcast, I'm just trying to fuck. And most of the time when I'm trying to fuck, I'm also open to having a candid conversation and learning about who you are. However, the case cannot be said for most men. Unfortunately, some men don't have access to women. Some women just don't like them. I mean, apparently there's like this study that women find 90% of men unattractive. That is fucking crazy. So I could see why a lot of these guys, such as Frank James, would decide to go off the deep end and, you know, do some heinous shit such as maybe it wasn't directly towards women. Maybe it was just towards, you know, a group of people as per he did shoot just a random group of individuals. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes society doesn't necessarily try to put you in this corner, but because your perspective is so corroded, you end up thinking that society is trying to put you in this corner. Therefore, you start lashing out in the craziest of ways, which is why today's episode specifically talks about restarting your life all over again. Not a lot of people get the opportunity to do that, but if you're in your mid to late 20s and you have the chance to do that, I think this is the episode for you. So when we come back, we're going to talk about restarting your life all over again, what that looks like for you because it's different for everyone, and what exactly the steps you can take to start that process to pivot your trajectory of your life into a different direction. This is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was give it. <coughs> Holy shit. I'm not cutting that out. Yeah. So I had a quick smoke break. I didn't expect to cough at that point. But hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Roy. You are still tuned into Back to Center. And the topic of conversation was restarting your life, starting all over again. Now, when I say that, I don't mean to say in like the most drastic sense. But then again, I have to ask myself, what is the most drastic sense for something such as that, right? I guess when I talk about restarting your life, I think where I'm coming from with that, at least from where I am in my point in life right now, it's a matter of cutting off things that no longer serve you. And on top of that, it's a... (coughs) Your boy's still coughing out here. (laughs) On top of that, it's a reassessment of what you want to accomplish next, right? So the first perspective is figuring it out. Obviously, talking about what does resetting life mean to you. Now, I'll use myself as an example. So last week, I didn't post an episode primarily because I was still focused on tying up some loose ends on my career side of life. As you guys know, I'm in the tech industry. So that's something that I've, you know, I I felt like I was dabbling in it. But what I've realized is that I'm actually pretty good at it. And I think if I were to focus a little bit more, I could really take this a little bit further than what I'm realizing right now. So at the current company that, that I'm at, which is it's kind of funny because by the time they hear this, I'll be long gone. Um, but I was looking for a new company to join because I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel like the salary I was getting was good enough, especially for the quality of work that I was putting in. And I mean, it's only been six months. Um, but on top of that, lack of communication between like higher ups and, you know, cross companies that we've partnered with. And this isn't, you know, put people out on, on blast or anything, but all in all, without delving too deep into it, I decided I was probably better off heading for better pastures. And for the sake of keeping things discreet, I won't disclose the company that I've recently signed for, but I recently signed for a deal that was an offer that was quite sizable, and therefore it's put a lot of things in perspective. Now, earlier in this year, my landlord had decided to sell the house, and she let me know that in the middle of, I believe, February. So it didn't really give me a lot of wiggle room as to where, you know, I wanted to land next. So I was looking at a lot of different apartments. I was looking at apartments in uh, Brooklyn. However, I don't feel very comfortable living in a studio. And that's when I had this realization. I was like, wait a second. I've been doing this all wrong. I've been thinking about moving out and living on my own as just that, living on my own. However, there's a whole lot that goes into that very instance in itself. Where you decide to live dictates your lifestyle. It dictates who's around you. It dictates what kind of work you have, If, for say, if you don't have remote work or anything of that nature. It dictates a lot of things. And what I'm realizing is that I believe society has kind of fooled the younger generation into thinking, you know, you get to a certain age and then you just leave the house and then you just start living a life where you incur debt And you never have a chance to live the life of your dreams because you go to college, you get a degree, you're in debt. You put down on a house, you're in debt. And all of those, it's not like you're in debt one time, you're in debt for years. 
Like, we're talking 20, 40 years. There are people in their 60s that are still paying off college debt. Like, God fucking damn. But thankfully, I'm not in that position, so to speak. I mean, I've got some debts here and there, nothing major. But it put a lot of things in perspective. And I was looking for apartments prior to me getting the job. But getting the offer kind of put things in even more perspective. And, you know, I always told myself I wasn't going to go back home. But I was thinking about it. I was like, yo... If I were to move into the the first floor apartment, right? The house is a multifamily home. My mom pulled the genius move when, you know, when I was a kid, she decided to buy the multifamily house and she's been renting it out for years, right? So first floor has recently been vacated for the first time ever. I figure, you know what? What if I were to go ahead and just take that over? You know, I had the conversation with her. I was like, listen, I'm in a, a different mode of thinking now. I always thought just moving out and living on your own was was it like once you move out you got it you know like you have succeeded in life and that is a dumb way to think about it there are a lot of objectives that we as a society try to fight for that are false equivalencies to what success really is which is kind of scared the shit out of me because it made me think damn, what if I had decided to move to Brooklyn, still work the job that I had found because I felt like I was, you know, I needed to hop, I was in between, and just kept going down that path. I would just keep ending up in being situations that I don't really want to be in, but because I want to do X, Y, and Z in regards to living what I would deem a mediocre life, I keep doing it because I'm afraid to detach and, you know, give it my all to try something that I really want, i.e., be have my own business and be successful at it. I have my own business now, but I want to be more successful at it. You know, there's a growth, there's a stage of growth that needs to be done. And with all that being said, I found the best way I can reset my finances now that I'm in I'm in the best financial position I've ever been in my life, which is kind of crazy to say because I've always, like, I've wanted to tell my brothers when I was younger, like, yo, there's going to be a point in time where I'm going to be able to help you guys out and take care of you guys. And it's like, I'm here now, but they're not here, which is a crazy juxtaposition. It's one of the cruelest things I've ever experienced in life. But uh, nonetheless, I celebrate for being in this position, having this opportunity. And with that said, the chance to restart my life from a financial perspective, to me, is much greater than, you know, being at the bar and telling some chick, like, yeah, come to my place. I got a place by the beach, you know. Even if I don't necessarily live with my parents per se, living in the building with them is still going to feel a a tad bit infantile. You know, I mean, so what? I'm in an apartment, but, like, my mom's my landlord. You know what I mean? So for me, that's just, that's going to make me feel a little infantile, but... I know that the grand scheme of things, what I really, really want is a beautiful condo, a nice car, and I want to live in California. Now, for me to say that, you know, me moving into a $2,000 apartment in Brooklyn for like, what, four or five years, paying off debt, paying off rent, trying to save money, I will never make it to that condo, or at the very least, I won't make it to that con- to that condo by the time I'm like 40. Me just taking the time to be a little humble, a little more humble, living with my parents or you know having them as landlords, taking care of 
a mom here and there when I can and building that financial base, I'll have a condo in two years flat, which is a beautiful thing because I'm still young. I'm only 28, you know? So for me, that's what resetting my life is. And it's funny because the next point is what were the takeaways? Because at some point, whenever you decide to go back, right? When you decide to take a step back or a pivot step to go further, at that point, you should always ask yourself, what have I learned throughout this time? Because you're going to have to apply all of those things that you've learned throughout that time into the new venture, right? So for me, learning, living on my own learned, taught me a lot. It, I learned a lot about life. It was a crash course in life 101, a crash course in economics 101, crash course in business. Um, and it, it opened my eyes to a lot of different things. So being able to take some of those lessons that I've learned and go back and and go back only to build a better foundation is going to pay off dividends for me in the long run, so long as I stay focused. And that's the name of the game. This message is more so for my men because, yo, it's hard being a guy. It's hard as fuck being a dude. Like, let's let's just go ahead and be honest. You know, it's not easy being being a male in today's society you know one half wants you weak as shit the other half wants you in a position to where you can get there but the time frame may not be the time frame that those that per se you would want i.e women would want you right so it's hard being a guy but one thing to remember is that not everything is meant to stay forever right and that's good or bad so for me, being the objective is I'm going back to save, stack my bread, go move up in the company, move up in the corporation, build my business, continue my hobbies, build that YouTube channel, keep making music, keep modeling, to keep doing all of those things, but now have more financial assets to be able to allocate it to each and every one of those things. What did that cost me? It cost me, what, perhaps not throwing ragers at my apartment you know perhaps not being able to smoke five or six blunts in one day in the apartment you know what i mean perhaps maybe downscaling a little bit and how i act and things of that nature so for me it's a small price to pay for what can happen in the future so long as i stay focused and fellas once again it's hard being us so you have to stay focused because not everyone and this is this is the next part of it not everyone has an opportunity to change their life or to reset their life. Sometimes you have to reset your life the hard way because here's the stark reality. Let's say my parents passed away and the house was then retaken by the bank and I had to move out and I had no time to get an apartment. What's the reality? My ass is gonna be couch surfing, right? Regardless of how much money my salary pays me, I would be couch surfing simply because I wouldn't have enough time to be able to go from being in an apartment and then boom, suddenly fully furnished in a space that I want to be in. If I want to be in a, in a shit shack, then yeah, sure, I can go ahead and do that. But if I want to be somewhere where I really want to be, that takes time. And one thing I've learned throughout life is that time is more valuable than money, but when you have the two together, that's a powerful combination. So however you could facilitate that to happen, fellas, in order to make your dreams happen by all means do it at the end of the day we all want a life well lived right 
And with that being said, considering that some people don't get that second chance, or they get that second chance through absolute strife and complete, complete, utter treachery, like life is just shit, it's just absolutely terrible. If you have a chance to like, I don't know, diminish your pride a little bit and go back, live with the parents to save up on bread, do it, just do it. Because at the end of the day, you're setting yourself up for a better future. I know growing up, at least for me, I would always see those dudes that were like older than me in high school that were just absolutely killing it. They had the car, they had the girl, everything. It just looked like they had the sick life. But if you look at some of those dudes now, a lot of them are like in their mid thirties, they're fat, they're bald, they're burnt out. The goal is to have a long life and a good one. Because here's the truth, your teens through your twenties, that's just practice. All of that is fucking warm-ups. That's all pre-game. Once you get to your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, that's when real life starts. So the better you can prepare, even if that means, you know, you move back home. Let's say you move to New York for a job. That shit went remote and you're living with a bunch of roommates. Bro, take that job back to the crib, wherever you came from, and save your money. You could still work the job, save your money, stack Next thing you know, you can come back to New York, this time in your very own condo. Wouldn't that be much more worth it instead of being with a bunch of roommates? I had roommates, it was fucking terrible. Living with roommates is shit. And what's worse is when you have to pay bills on your own and it's a fight. Why fight to pay bills when you get stacked, save up, put yourself in the best financial position possible to start your business, work your nine to five, don't get distracted by women, stay focused and then go ahead and do what you want and purchase what you want and be the guy that you want to be. Because real, realistically, your 30s through your 40s and 50s, that's when the game is, right? That's when the game starts. And ultimately, it's on you to decide where you want to be. I mean, as a quick side for the women that are listening, this also pertains to you in a way because at the end of the day, you might be finding yourself going down a path that, you know, maybe one of these female influencers were, you know, kind of just like forcing down your throat and you didn't, you didn't realize. Now's a great time to take a self-assessment, see where you are in life and be like, is this really what I want? And once you start realizing you what you really want, you start realizing that the path you're on is not getting you there. And you're like, okay, I need to reformulate this strategy and, you know, really, really get this going. Because the last thing you want to be is in your 30s or I would say at least in your 40s wondering like where did time go this isn't the life that I wanted to live when you have the ability to live the life that you want to live so do what you got to do put everything in a perspective reshuffle some shit let some shit go and you know get to it at the end of the day we all want a life well lived I know that's something that I want so if it means that I got to sacrifice the nice two bedroom for a one bedroom you know living underneath my, my parents fuck it so be it at the end of the day Hey, two years from now, I end up in a nice condo in Santa Monica, California, baby, where my business is booming. I'm doing great at work. You know, my LinkedIn is killing it. I'm killing it on LinkedIn. As a total side note, find me on LinkedIn. Don't actually don't find me on LinkedIn. Um, but if you ever do run across me on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm pretty popping. Um, but <laughs> that's besides the point. With all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. It's been a fucking trip. It's been a ride. I thought this was going to be rather short, but it's, it's not short. So my apologies for lying once again. Next week, we are back with a brand new episode. I will be moving. So 
I will be doing some reshuffling, so that episode might be coming out a little late. But next week, we're going to talk about uh, the ultimate sacrifice. And the question here is, is the male species the most disposable organism in the universe? But we'll dive into that into a broader term when we come back next week. Until then, this is your boy Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.